Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mark Carney jumpstarts Trudeau Death Watch. Interesting headline. Tasha Carradine, her op-ed in the National Post. And um, she's, uh, as you know, author and political columnist. And uh, you can find her on tashacarradine.substack.com. Tasha, thank you very much uh, for taking the time. I have long felt, several years anyway, that Mark Carney was just the in-waiting leader of the Liberal Party. I never felt that he moved to Ottawa for the climate. Does anyone? <laughs> what do you, just just kick, kick this off for us. So, so Mark Carney had a, delivered a speech the other day, yeah. and, and it, was a, it was the speech of a, of a leader-in-waiting. Well, it certainly sounded like that. I am. I was at a conference hosted by Imagine Canada, and they they're an advocacy group for prof, nonprofits and um, and charities across the country. They had this event uh, in, in Ottawa. He was the lunch speaker, and so I stuck around. and um, His speech was very impressive. Uh, you know, he covered basically talked about why the economy is in the state that it is, and what he thinks should be done to revive it or get it back to a better place, um, talked about, you know, inflation and sort of historical issues around interest rates and things of this nature. But he also interspersed that with, uh, I would say, political type, you know, remarks, policy views, uh, you know, comparing the broken Brexit uh, slogan to the conservative you know, type of, of Canada's broken um, uh, idea uh, talking about um, how we need to be builders instead of tearing things down again, uh, referencing them. He didn't reference them by name. He just obliquely did that. Um, but he also uh, talked about, you know, the guy, he's also not a huge, a, a complete big state guy. He, he thinks that there's been too much over, too much spending by the government. So he kind of comes down in that um, Paul Martin zone, business liberal, if you will. But he has enough bona fides on climate change and other things. He's the UN climate and finance envoy to appeal to progressive voters as well. So he's an interesting choice for them were he to run. That's the big question. So what have you heard uh, within the party, and you've talked to members of the Liberal Party of Canada about whether or not they believe Mark Carney is going to run, and then just as interestingly, perhaps even more interestingly, is whether Justin Trudeau is ready to step aside. Right. So I talked to quite a few liberals um, to get the sort of the, the scoop on this. I wanted to know what they were thinking. Cause I, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm not in that party either. And so uh, the voices I heard were that they thought he was indeed considering it. Uh, one said I spoke to him at the convention in May. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's going to do it. Others said there's a lot of pressure being put on him to run. Um, but then with regard to whether Trudeau's going anywhere, it was quite clear from the caucus meeting that they had the other day, it wasn't about him taking a walk in the snow. It was about deciding on a vote for speaker. He is still very much in the driver's seat in the party, and there's no indication that he's going anywhere. And a senior uh, strategist who used to advise prime ministers said to me, that, what leadership? Like, basically, what are you talking about? There is none. So... If uh, eventually, I mean, eventually he has to leave at some point, either he'll lose an election or he will decide to leave at some point. So there will be a leadership eventually. And I guess that's where it gets interesting is the positioning of someone like Carney versus the other people who are in the fold already, mostly the party insiders. He'd be the outsider candidate. That has its drawbacks, but also its advantages. Yeah, I'm talking uh, to Tasha Carradine. She's the author of The Right Path. 
how conservatives can unite, inspire, and take Canada forward. Do you see a dynamic developing, if not identical, but at least marginally similar to what happened between, and we're going to test people's political memory here, uh, what uh, developed between Crutchan and Martin? Okay. Um, well, there there could be some of that. I think, um, unlike Crutchan, though, uh, you know, Trudeau, Crutchan didn't fade from popularity. He wasn't as unpopular as Trudeau was. Um, he didn't want to pass the baton either. Uh, he passed a real poison chalice to Martin in the end uh, with the sponsorship scandal and the Gomery inquiry. But, um, you know, he stuck around. And uh, I think Trudeau's sticking around in part because there is no one to pass the baton to that's obvious. I mean, there's different names within caucus that are mentioned, like Melanie Jolie, um, Dominic LeBlanc, uh, uh, Jean, Francois-Philippe Champagne, um, Anita Anand as well, uh, you know, and various contenders, but none of them, I think, are as well known as Martin was. Um, and Christopher Freeland, of course, keeps coming up, though I think that uh, I've heard that that's not going to be something she's going to pursue. Um, so, yeah, it's not like there's an obvious... Uh, obvious successor in the wings. Mm-hmm. My first guest tomorrow is Pierre Polyev. Would Mr. Oh, Polyev have something to worry about if Mark Carney became the, the leader of the Liberal Party? Um, well, I think it would change dynamics significantly. And yeah, what it would have something to worry about. I think it would, it would have, they have to reorient their game um, because unlike Trudeau, I mean, Carney's not a lightweight on anything like finance or, or you know, economics or, or just even policy itself. The guy knows his stuff. He's had some serious jobs. He's run the Bank of Canada, which probably probably have, you know, who, who would like to fire the bank, current Bank of Canada governor would, you know, there'd be, there'd be appealing to the base, I think, on the idea that Carney represents an institutional person, someone who'd be, you know, pro-UN, pro-WEF, uh, progressive on carbon taxes, this kind of thing. So I think in that sense, it'd be the same old story, right? But on the other hand, I think what Carney would do is he'd pull in people who were either the Red Tories or fed up with the party and they're, that they're still in love with the convoy and that sort of language that you know the convention was full of. Um, and I think he also would appeal to some liberals who are just despairing and may just not show up otherwise because they're so sick of Trudeau. They'll never vote for Polyev, but they won't vote at all. So I think he would... He would revive the confidence of liberals in their brand and in their um, possibilities. And so in that sense, yeah, would he be a, a threat to Polly? And Polly would have to change his, his, his plans for sure. And I think that he would actually be a far stronger uh, opponent um, than Trudeau would on all those metrics. Okay, I was speaking with a friend the other day who was a longtime liberal supporter. And he said, when I see the prime minister come on my television set... And he's about to speak. I hit mute. <laughs> he's not alone. So then, I mean, I'm yeah, the only liberals I spoke to are just sick. They're sick of it. They're sick and tired. But, yeah, but again, like I yeah. said, there's no one there. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.